WBUR Podcasts, Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. Boston Globe transportation reporter Taylor Dolvin. Welcome back to The Common. Great to be here, Daryl. You know, Taylor, you're on the show, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, I'm sure the listener is probably like, what is it now? (laughs) Well, let's get into it, because Taylor, you were on the show a little while ago, and we talked about some defects on the GLX, and that's the Green Line extension, which runs into Somerville and Medford. Now, you initially reported that there was some narrowing on the tracks, and that's what was leading to the slow zones because the T felt that the train could not run at full speed because that might lead to a derailment. Now, here we are today because you just put out a story last week, um, you and your colleagues, about how not only is the narrowing worse than initially reported, but the T knew about this long before the GLX opened. So right now, Taylor, tell us what do you know about the original conditions of the tracks? So what we know now is that the tracks were constructed outside of what the contract called for from the beginning. Um, So the MBTA shared with us last week that the agency knew as far back as April 2021 you know, more than a year before the full project opened, that it was having trouble with the tracks. They were too narrow in certain areas. Um, and that means that the, the distance between the two rails was too small. What we've uncovered is that there were a lot of other kind of wake-up calls along the way, but even in the weeks before the Medford branch opened in December 2022, the MBTA was again made aware of this more widespread problem that the tracks were constructed too narrow. And so now what the T shared last week is that the agency and the companies that constructed the Green Line extension are going to have to readjust the tracks on 80% of the Medford branch and 50% of the Union branch. Mm -hmm. If the T knew the track did not meet their standards, why did they move forward with the project? It just speaks to who was in charge at the time. I mean, that was a decision made by the project manager at the time, maybe the general manager at the time, saying, basically, we'll get around to fixing this at a later time. Mm -hmm. It becomes a lot harder to fix tracks once you are carrying passengers most hours of the day. You know, before it opens, they had 24-7 to make these fixes, and now they only have between, you know, 1, 1.30 a.m. and 4.35 a.m. every day to do this work. So it becomes a lot harder now. And what General Manager Philip Ng told us last week is that if he had been in charge at the time, he would have pushed to address these problems before it opened when the MBTA had access to the tracks. In your latest reporting, Ng told you he didn't know about this situation until as recently as last month. How is that possible? That part is really, really hard to understand. I think it's important to remember how this came to light. So last month, the MBTA imposed speed restrictions, slow zones on the Green Line extension 
covering a lot of the track and forcing trains to go three miles per hour in those areas. And that's what got my attention. And it seems like that's what got the general manager's attention about, wait, what is going on here? But even back in June, the MBTA had put fewer speed restrictions, but there still were some in place on the Green Line extension then. So, you know, the track department and the contractors knew in June about this problem, and it didn't get up the chain to the general manager, he says, until last month. It's hard mm-hmm. to understand how that how that's possible. You know, in recent months, general manager Ng has put in his own leadership team. He's done a whole restructuring of the agency, demoted some longtime people, brought in his colleagues from New York. So, you know, I think he's hoping that going forward, there will be more accountability and he'll have more of a sense of what's going on. But what he says is he was kept in the dark about this problem until last month. Hmm. Taylor, do we know if the former general manager, Steve Povtak, was aware of these issues with the JLX before resigning? We don't know the extent of what Steve Poftak knew about this problem. We've reached out to Steve Poftak for comment multiple times and haven't heard back. What we do know is that the project manager, John Dalton, was warned about this larger problem about the tracks being largely too narrow in the weeks before the Medford branch opened in December 2022. We're going to take a break, but we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair. A new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we are back with more from Taylor Dolvin of the Boston Globe. What does accountability look like here? We've already seen two terminations. So last week, the T announced that two of the uh, leaders of the Greenland Extension Project within the agency are no longer employed at the T. And Ng brought in someone from the MBTA's capital team to lead 
Green Line extension at the T going forward. Aang was also very clear that this work is the responsibility of the contractors to complete. And he said he'd be holding them accountable for paying for this work. Question that's still on my mind is, how was this able to happen in the first place? Um, this is mm-hmm. this is a really, really big construction flaw. We're talking about most of the tracks do not meet construction standards. And so there were, of course, the construction companies that built the tracks, but there were also companies in charge of quality control, quality assurance. Then we have the MBTA, which oversees the entire project as the owner. And then we have the DPU, Department of Public Utilities, in charge of certifying that the project is safe. The FTA at the federal level, assuring to a certain extent that this is all followed the right, you know, protocols. So how it was able to be done what appears to be so poorly from the start is really a big question in my mind. So what happens now? So now the MBTA and the contractor have to work together on a plan of how they're going to fix this, right? So the T, what they said last week is that the contractors have given the agency a plan of how they're planning to readjust most of the tracks going forward. Mm -hmm. And so the MBTA and the companies are negotiating over what that will look like now. What general manager Phil Ng told us is that the, the actual work of widening the track is not that intense. I think what makes it difficult is this is we're talking about most of the project here. This isn't like one or two areas. It is going to take a while. I, I pushed him on what that will look like. Are we talking about weekend shutdowns? Are we talking about weeks-long shutdowns? He seemed to say that he was hoping to do what's called early access, where service shuts down at 8 or 9 p.m., before the normal close of service. And that gives the T, you know, extra hours overnight to complete this work. And he said under that framework, it might take weeks. That's as specific as he got. My understanding is that this work hasn't yet started. They're still hashing out the plan for what it will look like. Understood. Do you have an estimate for how much this will all cost the T in the end? Well, the general manager was clear last week that he's going to be holding the companies who built the project accountable for those costs. So mm-hmm. there are definitely a lot of <laughs> T resources focused on this that might otherwise be focused elsewhere when we're talking about people in charge of getting to the bottom of how this happened. But when we're looking at the actual work being done, Phil Ng was really clear that he will be holding the companies accountable for paying for this. Understood. Can we trust the MBTA? <laughs> um, I think the public had pushed for this for decades to happen. It finally opens within a year. It has these problems that force the T to slow trains. And now we find out that the fundamental problem was known about by the agency years ago and more or less ignored until recently. And so right. that certainly does not instill trust. I think that the current and this is not to mention the other issues that the T is dealing with on other lines that you've reported on, right? So, I mean, I'm asking with that in mind as well, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think what an agency can do to build trust is really be transparent about what the problems are and what the plan is to fix them. Mm-hmm. I think General Manager Phil Ng's response last week kind of making an announcement about what the agency knows so far, even though they haven't gotten to the bottom of everything— I think that's helpful. 
Um, we still don't know what the plan is to fix this. And I think, as you mentioned, kind of system-wide, we still don't know what it's going to cost, what it's going to look like to bring the whole system back to safe and reliable service that people deserve. So there's still a lot to be desired about the T's transparency on a lot of these things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You reported this story late last week. What have you heard since then from state officials? You know, we we got a comment from the governor. You know, she expressed a lot of frustration that her administration wasn't made aware of these problems with the project's tracks until last month when, when the general manager became aware. I think generally there's just a lot of frustration about how this was able to happen from the beginning. Why was the construction able to proceed when things were so outside of construction standards for so much of the tracks? So I would say general just frustration and more questions about who knew what when. Yeah, the previous governor, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he so he Governor Baker also provided us a comment and said that he didn't know about these issues at the time. And we haven't seen any evidence that he was looped into this or anything Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, figuring out what went wrong in terms of, was it the manufacturer? Was it the installation? Was it the quality assurance and quality control? Was it the uh, oversight agencies? You know, who who dropped the ball here? It could be, it could be everyone. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think there's just more, more to learn about how exactly this was able to happen. I mean, this is billions of dollars, right? How do you spend that kind of money and get these type of results? Exactly. <laughs> interesting. Well, Taylor, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to come through and talk to us here at The Common. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That's Boston Globe transportation reporter Taylor Dolvin. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. If you like what you're hearing, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, especially Apple or Spotify. Rate and review us. We would really appreciate it. Thank you so much to those who already have. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Instagram at WBURTheCommon or send us an email at thecommon at WBUR.org. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow.